0: Can you hear me now? I got you now, Brian. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing this morning? Good. Um,
1: I just wanted to ask you about Chad quickly. I know he hasn't gotten any field goal attempts the last two weeks, a couple extra points, but how have you kind of seen him respond either on the practice fields or, or behind the scenes the last few weeks after
0: that, after that Giants miss? Yeah, no, uh, Chad's done a good job. You know, he showed back up to work after that and really – you know, attacked it to practice, you know, taking every rep, you know, um, as like a game rep, you know. I think, you know, Watch him in pregame and watching him hit the ball, you know, even though, you know, like I said, hadn't had a bunch of field goal attempts or anything like that, you know, he's striking the ball well. Um, you know, he's getting down through the ball, keeping his eyes down um, through the contact. You know, he's doing a really good job. You know, he's responded, like you said, well. Um, I think that's one thing about Chad that, that you'd like to see is, you know, he moves on to the next kick. You know, he obviously never want to miss a kick. Um, But you got to have some mental toughness as a kicker um, that when you do miss, you can respond and not let that kick waver and and bother you going moving forward. And, you know, he's done a good job, obviously, in practice and and in the games making the three PATs um, the other night. And one other one quickly. I know you guys brought in uh,
1: Christian Ellis over the weekend off waivers. Looks like he plays a lot of special teams. You guys saw him earlier this year. Just what did you kind of see from him that you wanted to bring him into the mix here?
0: You know, um, you know, when you watch Christian when he was in in Philly, obviously we got to prepare for him everything. You know, he's a good, solid physical player, you know, um, plays with good technique, you know, things you look for, with the fundamentals, you know, in the right position, understanding where he has to be, um, whether it's the blocking or in coverage using his hands, you know. So it's, it's going to be good getting to work with him this week, you know, moving forward, obviously getting him into the fold. You know, he can't throw everything, you know, everything you've done it in the game plan at a guy that's just getting here, but – Got to get him up to speed. Meet with him as much as we possibly can, you know, and obviously put him out there and hopefully he does a good job for us, you know, whenever you know gets on the field. Awesome, thank you, Cam. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. Next question, Bob Sozy. Thanks, Steph. Hey, Cam. Good morning.
1: Hey, Bob. Morning. I want to ask you about the punt block in Pittsburgh, um and it, and it seemed you know watching that play versus some of the other pump blocks you tend to see, where maybe a guy comes off the edge like Jonathan last year against Indianapolis or maybe against the Colts two years ago where somebody gets kind of turned loose inside. Uh, what on that particular play factored in to the block uh, by Killebrew against Ty, uh, you know, coming from where he did seemingly picked up?
0: Yeah, um, no, it's a lot of just, you know, you know, he does a good job dipping his shoulder and, you know, and, and getting around the edge and then reaching for the block point, you know. Obviously, for us in the protection standpoint, fundamentally, we've got to make sure we're protecting the you know, the inside, striking, sustaining the blocks, and then pushing the guy um, off the edges. A lot of times, you see a lot of punts in general, um, no different than a quarterback steps up in the pocket um, off an of edge rush. It's the same thing off the edge. You want to make sure that guy goes around the punter, and he can't really reach back um, till they get to the block point. So, anytime you get those edge rushers, guys that are really good, you know, whether it's a you know an ad, an athletic guy, skill guy, or maybe like a big Bulldoze guy, defensive end um, guy, you know, that's rushing around the edge, kind of like trying to, like, reach for a quarterback, strip sacks and those type of things. It's much the same philosophy fundamentally. Inside out, get the guy washing past, running past the block point or, you know, the, the spot, you know, and, th- and that way you're stepping up, or in this case, you're stepping up with a punter, swinging his leg, you know, back up to 10 yards. So we just got to do a good job of striking and running the guy around. Uh,
1: on, I guess on related, not, not, not sure if these were factors on that play, but in terms of the snap, to kick time for a punter and as well, the depth that you guys want your punter at. And I know sometimes you have to adjust if you're punting out of your end zone, for example.
0: Yeah. So, you know, for us, you know, ideally you want to be anything under two, um, two oh, you know, 205, somewhere in there um, as a full snap operation kicks. And some of that can change. Like you said, are you one step in a situation that's critical um, where you're just trying to make sure you get the ball off right there, Kind of like the end of the game situation right there. So there's some situational stuff where the operation time you want to speed it up because maybe the punt um, itself doesn't have to be such a flipping field position. You may be in good field position. So there's some factors that will lower that whole operation time um, as far as the snap to kick and and everything there. So but in a general thing, normal situation throughout the game, somewhere around the 20, 2-0, 205 um, range. You know that's you know. Depending on the snapper, you know, obviously some snappers are faster than others. And then the, the punters, you know, they want to move themselves usually in that one three to one three four range. Okay. And, Cam, and this is just a, a, a
1: question about uh, kind of a retrospective looking back at, at a previous punter and Ryan Allen's performance in Super Bowl 53 for something else I'm working on. You know, he was certainly a guy that could have been MVP uh, before Julian got that award. When you look at how that game played out, C- can you go back in your memory? You know, watching that game, watching Chad, and, and and describe you know what made him effective at in in that offense to complement your offense or your defense at the time, but particularly you know that that game.
0: Yeah, no, uh, Ryan had a, had a great game that game. Um, if you look at it, it's right now um, the situational. Um, punting that he handled that is every time we got an opportunity to pin them deep and make them have to drive the whole length of the field, you know, Ryan was able to execute it, Um, you know, going down there where he's putting the ball, Matt can down it, you know, inside the five yard line. So, you know, situationally, he operated very well. He was able to flip the field. I mean, he was, I would like to say he was locked in, you know, um, for, for Ryan, like that day he couldn't, you know miss hit a ball so he was moving well he was seeing the ball off his foot and the ball placement and of the football allowed the gunners to get down there you know obviously slate had the one tackle over there on jojo you know trying to get vertical and then we're down the ball inside the 10 so but it all works together so the placement of ryan putting the football outside the numbers and giving him enough hang time to get to the football he you know like i said you like you you hit it on the head i mean he could have been very well the mvp of the game um, you know, being able to maximize the field position. So anytime you situationally get in those situations and you execute that when you're making the offense go 90 yards and you're putting the defense on long fields um, is a very good complimentary in football, which, you know, that speaks to the specialist for sure. Cam, thanks. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Bob.